All right, we're doing number three now. So this morning, I woke up to a very weird dream. But I think it has some importance to it because the dream was I was talking to my parents. We got in an argument. And I forgot what the argument was about. But my last ending statement before I woke up was, I was like, Dad, do you feel any happier driving that Mercedes that you got? And he was stunned. Had nothing to say. <laughs> the woman was so was too stunned to speak. Um, <laughs> so I I just woke up right after that, and in my head I was like, "Whoa, that is big. It's really important because you know when you buy these things, sure they're awesome, but it does not make you happy. Um, I really don't think it makes you happy." Because I've been there. I bought a new car. I lived in luxury like vacation rentals. I lived in luxury apartments. Yeah, it's great. I mean, if that's where you're at and if you can afford it, totally. Totally just get it. Like, no questions asked. If you can afford it, it doesn't put you like down in the dumps or something. Yeah, snag it. But if you're like putting your whole identity on getting a brand new BMW or driving a Mercedes, then yeah, it's not, that's not worth it. Like honestly, because once that thing's gone or when that thing is like your whole identity, it's going to take away from your quality of life. Like there really is no reason for people to be so absorbed in many of these things. It's like, honestly, I think it comes from a place of of lack and from a place of like they're feeling like they need something in their life to like make up for the insecurity that they're feeling so they're like all right we're just gonna replace that with a cool new car and I don't blame them it's easy you know like when you're someone who comes from a poor area especially with um like for example I know for example Firsthand, Asian immigrants come here super poor. They have nothing. So what they do is they work hard, and rightfully so. They work really hard, and then they just buy a Mercedes or a BMW. Um, I know Chinese people love BMWs and Mercedes. When I was growing up, I remember my um, caretaker or uh, I guess babysitter, person that took care of me, he would be like, Every time we would go on the bus and uh, just like, you know, like see cars, you'd point out these Mercedes and be like, Bensi, Bensi. And then I would just, you know, like repeat it after him. And then whenever I saw these Mercedes, I would just be like, oh, Bensi, Bensi. And then that was like the thing. And then I would talk about wanting these cars. And you know what's crazy is like... Literally, I've been looking up these older Mercedes, late late 80s, early 90s, W123s. And the crazy thing is, like, I had forgotten about this memory up until recently because I started looking at for these cars. And then I just remembered that. I was like, whoa, I've been wanting these cars since I was a kid. And the good thing about them is they're pretty cheap right now. Like, they're really not expensive at all but you know the collector ones the ones that are mint condition 
the ones that are like flawless yeah those are expensive but the ones that are you know drivable and that you can work on totally affordable um and once i settle down somewhere more like stable i think i'm gonna get one but for now i am still kind of traveling i was talking to my friend earlier and i told her it's gonna be a bummer when i go travel somewhere because i won't be able to buy these cars that i really like because I'm, I'm really into cars and trucks and suvs and stuff like it's one way for me to just like look cool because you know it feels good and i i can afford it so i'm not like not like buying cars that i can't afford because i'm just buying these older trucks and making them like off-road worthy and cool so yeah I'm, I'm not buying like brand new flashy cars but uh yeah i was telling her that and then she said it's well she did give me some cool advice she's like they're just things so don't worry about them you can buy other things when you're in bali for example and then i thought about it and i was like you're right i could buy other things i've been wanting to uh get a motorcycle like you know if you've seen those viral clips of bali you've probably seen these clips of people like on the beach like black this black sand beach and they're just riding on their motorcycle and it looks really freaking dope so i think that will be it um we're gonna manifest that me and my beautiful influencer well, maybe not an influencer maybe an influencer who knows maybe she'll be cool at heart me and my beautiful influencer girlfriend from sweden maybe <laughs> Um, we'll be on the bike, photo of her sitting in front, maybe laying down on the handlebars, Kanye style. Yeah, that'd be dope. But yeah, so we talked about what I could buy and the different things I could buy. And I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, I could do other things. So that kind of made me think about like, like how, when I'm here, in some ways I am tying my identity to these trucks that I have and these, you know, off-roading rig and this whole, like, surf lifestyle. And it's, like, such a flip for me. Because in Hawaii and in SoCal, I was a surfer guy. I surfed all the time, had these cool off-roading rigs, and that was my persona. I would, like, you know, shoot for brands and, and model for them wearing surf stuff, holding surfboards and uh, being with my truck. And so here in San Francisco, it's completely different. That doesn't carry as much appeal as it does in places like San Diego or Hawaii. Oh, sorry, just got to the top of the hill. You lose a little breath when you walk up a really steep hill. And I'm sweating a little bit too, and I am pretty in shape. I want to say I'm pretty in shape, at least I surf all the time. But, uh, yeah, so once here, I realized that my my whole image that's cool is not as cool. Like in SF, you are an investor, startup guy, business guy. That is what's in. But at other places, it's cool to be a surfer. So this is my takeaway from me here at least is like I feel like here I no longer need to attach that to my profile or my my you know identity here I'm like someone else 
or here, I mean, no, not that I'm someone else. And here, I have the potential or the opportunity to open my eyes up into another world. You know, like to see this tech world, see this business world that, you know, a lot of people in the extreme sports world or the car world don't value. Like things like business, things like marketing, skills in commerce aren't really valued in those those worlds. So here, at least I can see people working hard on their business, trying to launch their startups, trying to do NFT things. And that's not something that I surrounded myself with too much. And as I'm researching these places I'm going to, Bali, for example, I hear it is full of creatives and entrepreneurs. And this is like perfect for me. So that is what's on my mind. And today, as I went, I went surfing today, and I realized it is cruel. It's unlike Hawaii at all. Like I am fully, fully decked out in a wetsuit, a 5'4 wetsuit, which is the thickest wetsuit that I have. A hoodie and booties is horrible. In Hawaii, I just went there in my trunks. I got out the truck, wore my trunks, and walked into the ocean. The same thing that I drove there with. <laughs> and now I am getting dressed. And mind you, it is super cold. It's not, it's not like 75 to 80. It's 50-something. It's 53, I think, today. And I was just freezing. And when you're out there surfing, your fingers are numb. My hand was like red, which I learned is probably because blood's rushing there trying to uh, warm itself down because at one point I couldn't really feel my hands. And every time you duck dive, which means you like, you know, when a wave is coming, you have to dive underneath the wave, which is what ducks do. They call it a duck dive. So whenever you duck dive to get past the wave, your face will come out freezing it's crazy so i decided probably no more surfing while i'm here in san francisco unless i'm on a date or something something unless or or it's like on fire today was not on fire and it seemed like the forecast isn't forecasting anything else that's going to be on fire so as far as i know i think surfing is done for now until i get to um bali or uh costa rica maybe considering that too i always walk past someone's house and they have like three wetsuits <laughs> oh and like six surfboards that's funny but yeah i am probably not surfing here anymore it is cruel compared to hawaii this is cruel i have seen the truth and if you don't surf here's <laughs> here's an accurate like comparison i like to make it's like having sex unprotected and then now you're wearing two condoms you don't feel anything like my feet when i pop on the board sometimes i don't even know if i'm touching the board is that crazy so yeah and the gloves i'm not wearing gloves that's probably why my hands are numb but if i wear gloves i probably won't even know if i'm feeling the board so enough enough of that no more surfing at least temporarily i'm gonna focus more on exploring the city and doing more things like, you know, 
journaling, doing these talks, um, figuring out a plan for these talks because I, you know, I still believe that these talks are important for you and me as we're reflecting into the new year and as we're reflecting on what we want to do and accomplish. And I, you know, I believe that if you're here listening to me now, I believe that you're a go-getter and you're going to have these massive dreams and that you're going to want to do things that I previously thought was impossible. Um, so, yeah, which, which is why I'm doing this. And, you know, the crazy thing is, too, I'm sure years from now I'm going to look back to these podcasts and be like, oh, damn, dude, you literally manifested that. Um, today I was watching this show on Hulu called Nine Perfect Strangers and I looked through the cast and you know a lot of the people were smaller I think one person the main like one main lady was really popular uh Nicole Kidman I don't really know what movies she's in but I know that she was married to Tom Cruise at one point so I guess that is pretty big and major um and my roommates all knew who she was I just don't keep up with celebrity and, and all the Hollywood stuff, so I don't know. But the point of it is that, like, I looked through the other cast, and one of them was a Vine star. The other one, was, or another one, the Asian guy, which I like looking at Asians and seeing how they're doing in media because it's, you don't see too many Asians in media, which is, which whenever I see one in media, I'm like, whoa, another brother out there. So... I looked at his um, history, and he was an engineer, and then he decided to pursue acting and got, you know, he did spend a few years doing it, but he did get good at it, and then eventually picked up by Hulu to do this uh, series, which is crazy, because, like, if, you know, I keep doing what I'm doing, and I had just started being in front of the camera, like, maybe three, four years ago, uh, maybe four years ago now, and it was I was so bad in the beginning, but... Now, I'm in front of the camera, I'm modeling for brands, I'm doing all these things in front of the camera, I'm talking to you here, which years ago I would have thought impossible. And I was just thinking that if you know I keep doing this for a few years, I might have my own um, Netflix or Hulu show where I'm starring next to Nicole Kidman. And at one point he was having a sex scene with Nicole Kidman, I was like, dude, that, that is crazy. You know, like, in a few years, I could be doing that. Um, not necessarily the sex scene, but, I mean, <laughs> just the, the funny aspect of being, like, you know, like, with this, getting intimate with this big Hollywood star that you probably grew up thinking was huge. So, you know, these are kind of the things that I want to manifest and that I want you to also manifest, too, because one of the things that I particularly have trouble with a lot well back in the day at least is and still now i mean all of us sometimes do is coming up with bigger dreams and goals when i was living in hawaii i was two blocks from the beach i mean i spent the last few years living walking distance from the beach this is the furthest i've ever been from the beach in the last like five years um surfing whenever i want there are many days where i decided i didn't want to surf so i just like stayed at home too and it was just so normal to me that, like, you know, at, at a certain point, I was like, dude, I already manifested all the things that I wanted and dreamt of. And, you know, in, in particularly a uh, particular moment, I remember in Maui, I was, 
like in my beachfront vacation rental, which I was living at long term, I was dating this like beautiful girl. She's like five seven blonde, um, looked like a model, and I had enough money to take care of me for however long I needed, and I was just unhappy and not sure of what the future was gonna hold. So I, you know, like, and you know, I spent months in that that hole like so right now I feel like I'm I sound like I'm out of it and better but back then I was in this you know in a rut even though my life was so perfect on paper I was surfing perfect Honolulu Bay I was you know with a beautiful girl I was healthy I was you know I'd had abs I was modeling for this brand I remember one time uh, my friend was like uh, she said her friend from back home sent her a picture and was like hey isn't this your friend and i was like dude this is fucking crazy i'm just i'm just some guy in california who happened to reach this guy somewhere in the middle of america and he recognized me that's nuts so things like that you know like things like that is like is a dream so but when you're in it it just seems so normal to you um that's why you know i think it's important to be able to practice dreaming big and having people to bounce your ideas with and having people that help you um, magnify or intensify your dreams. It's so important and it's something that even growing up it was not something we talked about too often. Like growing up I remember specifically a moment where I had some art in a museum or maybe it wasn't a museum, it was like an art show for kindergartners. And, you know, my kindergarten teacher said that I was a good artist and that she wanted to showcase my stuff. So me and my parents went and watched uh, the art that was displayed, mine being one of them. And then at the end of the, the whole trip, my dad told me that you can't do art anymore. Artists die poor and that you need to do something more stable and that was just drilled into my head for years up until like five six years ago when my dog died i realized that life is just way too short if i don't do something that i'm truly passionate about and be and and like have the ability to be good at then i'm doing a disservice to the world um and that's just how i see it like you need to be able to do something that you're good and you're passionate that passionate at that way you can have your own contribution to the world and it may be different from mine you know like many people have very different aspirations like some people want to be engineers some people want to be animators some people want to be designers and that's not just something that I do but for you maybe that's what you do and if you're passionate about design maybe you could be the next um person that you know creates an amazing brand like so again i'm very not with the times because i don't follow any media for the most part but like the guy from off-white who recently passed away he was like you know like high up in louis vuitton and he created this um Besides that, he also created this huge brand called Off-White, which people loved. 
And it was just, you know, amazing that like he had that passion for design and he had that vision for design. And if it wasn't for, you know, him dreaming it up, like probably years ago, that probably wouldn't be possible. So that's why I think it's so important. Dreaming is so important. And many times when we're with friends that don't help us dream, we lose track of that and we aren't able to dream big and have these, you know, dreams that change the world. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the reality of how things are sometimes. And it's, you know, it makes sense because many times dreams are unrealistic. Dreams are hard, you know, like chasing your dreams is really hard. When I went to college, see, I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to have a friend named Patrick who was always a dream chaser. And I remember when we were graduating high school, we were like not the bright kids in high school. We didn't do well, but he and I both had this vision of getting into University of Southern California, which, you know, might be a normal school to some of you, but to us at the time, University of Southern California, USC, was a dream. Um, and in the first year of college, we were dorm, uh, dorm mates, and he worked really hard, and he was determined to get into USC. And guess what? He got in. So for the second year, he started at USC. And then, you know, I also was on track, too, so I worked hard. Um, I tried my best. I, looked, I made sure to look up all the credits and stuff that would transfer. And, you know, I'd, I took it kind of slow, but I also got in. Um, it took me two years. It took him one year. But we both ultimately got in because we had this dream that, like, if you can, if you can dream it, you can figure out a way to get there. But, you know, it does take a lot of hard work. It does take a lot of figuring out how to, you know, make the system work for you. It's not like anyone would just get in. That's why it was a dream school for us. Um, you know, like, I think they accept only, like, some create Like, the, the caliber of students that they take is same as, like, Ivy League schools. So it's, like, for us, impossible. Coming out of high school, we were... The dumb kid. So this was like impossible. But you know what? I'll, I'll take that back. We weren't the dumb kids because there's no such thing as a dumb kid. You know, it's just people have different talents in different places, and that many times society measures them in a way that is just not in the person's favor, and that's unfortunate. But that's just the society and how the system works. But if you can see through that, which took me like many years to figure out, if you can see through that and figure out what kind of contribution you want to do, you can figure out how the system works and how to get there. Like I became a professional videographer, uh, photographer, after like a year, a year of doing videos. I was doing photos for years. But then I started doing video and I was like, hey, I'm going to be a full-time video videographer and I did it you know like I stopped working my nine-to-five and I pursued it full-time and I did that for years and I still do that like many many times I still get hit up for videos and I still do video on the side and 
I'm potentially going to get back into the whole creative um, side of that with a friend and just start up doing agency work because I know a lot of friends in the creative field and I think we can provide skills that an agency can provide. And as I'm approaching 30, I'm starting to realize that when I was younger, I looked up to these guys that were 30 and I was like, whoa, they probably know everything. But as I am approaching 30, I'm starting to realize that these people are on the same level as you. Um, if you believe you can deliver some results, if you believe in what you can believe in, and you work hard at, at like providing it, then I don't see why you can't do it. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Dream big, believe in it, and make sure that you get there. All right. Thanks a lot for listening. We are checking out from Pack Heights, San Francisco.